Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell in the flesh. Colin, how are you? <laughs> you forgot our intro music. Oh, Lord. It's too late, Colin. It's 11.30 yeah. at night. I've had a long day of it's, watching it's, football. It's your thing. I don't like the music, so. <laughs> we have intro music, like on the audio side, on the on the Apple and Spotify side. Oh. You not you don't I don't even... I don't listen to it on there. It's the dun, 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 Oh yeah 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 the old dun, one. Dun, dun. Yeah, yeah I put I put that at the front of every single podcast on I the Spotify and it. Apple. I love it. I just don't do it on, on this side. So I don't want to confuse our audio listeners out there mm. uh, of what we were doing. But so then you really annoyed them whenever you had the double the double music last time. Triple music. Well, I don't... You... Well, I don't play it throughout the podcast, Colin. I only you put it the first it, you five seconds. It, you played it a couple times last. Yeah, but not, last it wasn't at the beginning. It wasn't at the beginning. All right. All right. How, how was your day? Tired. Tired? Yeah, I did some yard work, pulled some oh, weeds. Yard work. Got to, you know, having two dogs means you got to pick up double the dog poop. Yep. So I did that. Man, you know, great yep. life. Yeah, just living great it. Life. Just living it. Got, got, a, got a whiskey Coke. Why the? Why are you drinking whiskey coke? <laughs> Just felt right. Felt right. When did you start drinking? Oh, I mean, this is this. This is I've had this drink poured for like two hours. Wow, Colin's been drinking for two hours now, guys. Let I mean, it's one drink. And Who knows where Colin's okay. gonna go on this podcast okay. with whiskey coke <laughs> mm. sipping through his body right now, mm. Just whizzing right through it. Okay. Well, we'll got to get Colin while he's still rolling, while he's still coherent. Um, North Texas, Abilene Christian, yep. reaction podcast. North Texas Indeed. wins 45-31. to 31. Jumped on ACU 24-7 to 7, out the gates. Uh, went to half up 31-17. Uh, to 17, And kind of just rode out the win from there, I'd say. Wasn't overly impressive in the second half, but, you know, nothing crazy. Uh, to end with a two touchdown win, we'll get to our pick them later. Where do you want to start? Uh, I just want to start on the defense. Um, ACU opened up and said, "Listen, we're gonna just go ahead and score this thing. Four plays, seventy-five yards, and a oh, yeah, less than two minutes." And then that's when I texted you and I was like, "Well, ACU is winning the game." And you go, "What? Are you serious?" So that concerned me at first. And then you know, North Texas goes, scores two touch, three touchdowns, and a field goal unanswered. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much of that is due to the fact that they benched their starting quarterback. Um, who, and then who he came back. Maverick Mc, Mc, how do you say his name? MacGyver played. MacGyver played the whole game almost. No, he didn't. He got benched after the second second series. Okay. Third, third series, other guy came out. And then, uh, then they put him back. Then they put him back. I don't know when they yeah. put him back. Um, but yeah, so and then you know they stopped them. North Texas didn't really get scored on. I mean, ten points in the second quarter, but whatever. Um, toward the end of the second quarter, I should say. But it just felt like you know when they should have stopped them at some point, it was just like okay, here's fourteen yards or here's twenty yards or something like that. Like they get they get chunk plays in in certain instances, and a lot of that was to the run game. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Sunday had 140 yards on 21 carries. Yeah um through the air they didn't really go crazy 217 yards um but still the four touchdowns so i don't know it just the defense is still really concerning to me yeah let's start negative con uh the defense like you said the big plays were worrisome 
Um, and then the running game was was troublesome because Sunday they mentioned on the broadcast. Uh, what is he from Oklahoma? Is that where he? No, went? he transferred from Washington. From all yeah. So, but he they say kept saying he was a top forty running back in his class, and he looked. Yeah. He, he looked, looked like it. you. He was, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this guy's big. I was like, okay, he might. <laughs> they might be have something to this. But um, yeah, they they ran the ball very effectively. Five point two yards per carry for Abilene Christian. Um, like you said, Sunday had a great game. Even with them going North Texas going to a four four man front, it didn't feel like it was quite enough to get a push. The defense is incredibly concerning at this point. Uh, I did think. Honestly, and even with – let me make sure I have the, the numbers correct here. MacGyver ended the game 19 of 36, uh, 217 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. Honestly, outside of that first drive, I thought they actually defended fairly well um, as far as coverage goes. Like man-to-man, yeah. Rich Tejada had a couple PBUs. As a secondary, they had a couple PBUs that I was fairly impressed with. So I'll give them that. Overall, though – they are with the inability to stop the run. There is a reliance on the DBs having to make some plays that I don't yeah. know if they're capable of making on a consistent basis, but Tahada is good enough at times. We saw, um, I believe Taylor Starling started the game. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, maybe they're starting to figure out, maybe the coaching staff is starting to figure out maybe what they're, they can do and how they reach their potential, even if the potential is not very high, if right. that makes sense. And that might sound bad, but like, you know, Avalon Christian eight of 17 on third downs. Like this wasn't, this was a performance from Avalon Christian. That was honestly a little bit too impressive. Right. From them. So it, it, I didn't leave the game. And that was our number one. That was, I think you and JD's like number one thing coming into the game was like, holding them down to like less than 21 points. Yeah. And they obviously did not do that. Yeah. And like I said, it wasn't like they were exposing North Texas defensively. Cause I felt like they did a good job. It was just whenever you expect them to make a stop, it just didn't happen. And that, and that was the concerning part to me. I mean, 21st downs from Abilene Christian. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's so it wasn't just the big plays, you know, the, the explosives that were beating you, you give up 21st downs to a team, nine, nine rushing, nine passing, like, that is substantial. And from what I took from it, Abilene Christian ran the ball a lot, obviously, but then they had those bubble screens yeah, to death. Yeah, <laughs> They were yep. running those things at will. And I was waiting for North Texas to adjust, but then I thought to myself, North Texas doesn't want to adjust because then they'd have to commit more players to the pass and they can't stop the run. And then they don't want to press because then they get beat over the top. Like it's, it's all a domino effect. And if that's what they were living with, then they were okay with that. Um, because ultimately, you can give up yards and not give up touchdowns. I think that was the goal, ultimately, because right. that was the only way Abilene Christian was going to win is if you gave up some big plays. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a little disheartening to watch Abilene Christian. I think run the ball more than anything. Right. The passing game is what it is, but the the rushing of Abilene Christian was was disheartening to me. Yeah, and I guess when I say big plays, I don't mean like seventy-yard passes or anything like that. I mean like you know you give up nine yards on a play where you you know haven't been giving it up. So I mean here, look, I right here, uh, they have a big play category on the stats broadcast here. Abilene Christian had four passes of over twenty yards. Yeah, 28, 28, 23, 28. Um, and that was throughout the game, and had six rushes of ten plus yards. Yeah, sixteen, ten, eleven, eleven, fourteen, thirteen. So. Yeah. 
that's that in itself categorizes as what 10 plays of either explosive or I guess big gains right for an offense and that is substantial so we're looking at it from that lens North Texas if you want to flip it over there I don't have anything else on the defense no on the offense side of the ball while we're talking about big plays had nine passes of 20 plus yards uh including Chandler Rogers obviously to Jamori Macklin to start the game 80 yards uh, and then a few others, uh, he hit Landon Sides on that little screen prep yep. path that went for 39 yards. Good for Landon Sides. Um, what else? Hit Macklin on a 30-yard pass down the middle in the first quarter as well. And then there were seven rushes of 10-plus yards, including um, highlighted a by a day's 42-yard yeah. run where uh, he looked very spry in that one. But I think all the running backs actually looked really good. Johnson, Attaway, Adeyi. Yeah. All three of them, I thought, had really strong games. No, I completely agree. And not only that, um, I think uh, although Chandler had that fumble um, that was recovered by us, yeah. thankfully, um, I think he used his legs well. I don't think he was trying to force it too much. I do think they went to the QB draw a lot, which was interesting. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, I, I like how the offense played a lot, especially getting Macklin. Although they only had two receptions, I think it's it's good to see them throwing in the middle of the field again and us not being worried about it. And then plus Chandler Rogers throw to the – I forgot who it was to uh, – that back shoulder throw to the end zone that wasn't caught. Yeah, I don't remember who it was too. I just tweeted it. Did you did you see my tweet? I didn't see it. But wow. when I saw it live, when I saw it live, I was like, oh my God. Like what are the odds? Yeah. We both saw the same thing. I tweeted it out. I said, let's take a moment to recognize. Yeah, no, that was a great throw. Rogers. That is um, a beautiful throw. It was an amazing throw. So uh I I liked a lot what I saw from Chandler Rogers again, you know, after last week. <laughs> He's incredible. He's really He's good. Very, very good. He's very good. like really good. 20, 30, 36 passing, 321 yards, three touchdowns. I did. I told you before we got on here. I was like, he kind of lo- let let go a little bit in the second half. Like he was trying to make some real big throws into some tight windows. And I don't really think he had to do that, but he was kind of just slinging it. Yeah. At times in the third quarter. And I was like, you don't really have to do this, but he was trying. He didn't throw an interception. So that's, it's fine. But uh, I, I give him some credit there for at least trying to make some of those throws. Um, I, I ultimately, the past game with Rodgers, and this is something we have not been able to say since Mason Fine, I don't think. With Rodgers, the past game is layered enough to where it's um, you can attack at all three levels. Yeah. And that is something that – and I, I like this receiving core. I don't think it's an elite receiving core. But, you know, Macklin's good, or Macklin's really good, Burns is good, Uh, Ward is good. Like, you have good players here. But when you have a quarterback that can attack at all three levels, I think it just opens up the playbooks, like, substantially. And so that is – to see him perform at this level again, like, second straight game, it's like I don't need to see anything more. Obviously, conference play will decide. Uh, you know, how much we think of him, but right. the two games, I can't think much more highly of him. Yeah, I completely agree with you on the on the three levels thing because I don't think in the – like the Damon Ward pass, I forgot which one it was, uh, center in the end zone, like in the red yeah. zone. I don't think Austin Ani makes that through. Like every time Nortex got in the red zone with Austin Ani, I'm like, okay, like – Yeah, it's an interception. Th- it's an interception. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like they're going to have to run the ball and score or they're not going to score. Or it's going to be a screen. So, so again, like you said, I like those intermediate passes are, are something that's really good. I mean, you can even see it too. Damon Ward, uh, three receptions, 41 yards. Blair Contright, uh, two receptions, 28 yards. Jordan Smart, two for 25, so on and so forth. And they're not all like little bubble screens or anything like that. 
the the run game slash offensive line I thought was interesting. I don't have the stats in front of me. How many? How did, it felt like the offensive line kind of got called on a few holds um, in this see. game. I could probably look it up if I'm just not being lazy. I'm on ESPN right now. Let me let me, let me Here, go for I'm, you. I'm on the actual like stats thing. Um, penalties wise, North Texas had six for seventy three. I'm not going to go through and pull up how many uh, were from the offense here. I don't know how that's, if that's possible. Regardless, um, a day 13 for 110, Johnson 7 for 39. Yeah. Uh, Attaway 11 for 31. Rodgers, like you said, I thought it ran a lot, which is fine, but they need him. So I'd prefer them not run. Yeah, and he wasn't, he wasn't really dying. There was a couple of them where he was kind of diving forward into the defense. Yeah. <laughs> let's not, let's not do that. Uh, jeopardize, um, uh, jeopardize the season. Yeah, because we don't want to go back to the first game or the first game and a half. Um, but yeah, the run game. How do I word this? It's good. Yeah, it's good. I'm interested to see it against a good off a good defense because I don't know how dynamic it is. Um, ultimately, I think this offense will be decided by Chandler Rogers and his arm. And I think right. that's kind of Eric Morris as your head coach. That's kind of what it's going to be. And that's what we knew it was going to be coming into the year. So uh, that is where I'm at with, with the offense. It's going to be good. But in a lot of games, it's going to have to outshoot people, right? Yeah. It's going to have to win some of these shootouts. Uh, I don't. I know Navy next week is not the best example for that because that's just such a different game. But like Temple the following week, you're going to have to win a shootout. Like they win on the list. Memphis, so on and so forth. So, what was that? I was a seated uh, Temple win tonight, or yesterday, I guess that was, or two days. No, they got ran by Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa. That's what it was. You want to talk about that? I'm thinking thinking of Navy. Maybe it was Navy. Probably. Uh, Temple got yeah. Temple got the Temple got ran by yeah. I saw. I remember seeing Tulsa was very Navy lost to South Florida forty four thirty tonight. Okay, South Florida might just be. Build different. Very good. <laughs> yeah. UAB uh, lost today as well. What else? Um, UTSA had to buy. Memphis lost, or Memphis was in a close game. Can you look up Memphis's score? Yep. Right. Beat USF too. I was just trying to, or uh, East Carolina. Is that who they played? Rice beat East Carolina. Yep. Uh, do you want me to look up Memphis? Memphis. I thought they we played a- East Carolina. Do we not? No. Okay. Um, Memphis. Why is it showing me basketball? That would make sense, though. <laughs> uh, they play. They Boise. beat Boise State 35-32. Yeah, that's a pretty impressive one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's, that's going to be a scary one that we didn't think gonna was going to be super scary. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I don't have – you have anything else on this game before we move forward? Uh, No. I mean, takeaways wise, we can do our let's, let's do our pick on recap real quick before we move forward. So no, I mean, it didn't change anything about how you were viewing this team. No, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, I would have liked them to hold ACU to less, but we kind of knew that ACU, although ACU got destroyed by uh, that team last week, I don't know if that's like an outlier for them or not. Yeah, watching the game, it's like well, obviously the running back. We talked about the running back, but yeah. it's like, like it didn't feel like a team that was devoid of talent. No, like the quarterback can play clearly. Yeah. So I wasn't. And Natalie Christian's never like, obviously it's not a a great FCS team, but like from a talent perspective, they're getting like the drop downs from North Texas. I mean, heck, 
no offense to Stone Earl, but Stone Earl was played there for a couple right. years. So it's like that's the type of player they're getting. Okay, pick them. Abilene Christian, do you have the stats up? Uh, yes. Over under Abilene Christian, 16 and a half points. That was my line. That was a bad I line. It. I got calling, that one. Calling out that one. North Texas over under 5.7 yards per carry. That is under, I believe. Yes, um, it is under. Colin said over. I said under. It was 5.2. 5.2. North Texas sacks, 2.5. I believe you got that. I think they had two. Uh, they had two. Yep. Beautiful. I said under. Colin said over. That's another one for Bruni. Need right, a tackle for lost to count as a sack. <laughs> now we get the Collins lines. Mm-hmm. Chandler Rogers, 350 passing yards. Under for you. You got it. Oh, he was close though. 321. Yeah, he was close. All right, I said under. Uh, 1.5 or more. No, over under 1.5 40-plus yard plays. I got it. I looked that uh, one up. 80 from Jamori Macklin and then 42 from Adey. There was well, almost a third one. I said over, so. I, I thought I said over. I, t- I texted you a screenshot if you want to check it. Oh. Oh. No <laughs> way. Distraught. No Colin's way. getting ran. I swore I said over. That is awful. No. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Uh, over under two and a half field goals. I don't know if this was, was this uh, under UNT or just for the game. It was for just Noah. He 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 would he had two attempts, so it wouldn't matter anyways. But wow, he missed one. I just got destroyed. That was a bad. Destroyed. It's a bad look. What is that? Five one. Five well and the score. Oh, I got the score. Yeah, you got the score. 48 20. 20 yeah. It was 45 31. Yeah, you got the score. All right, so five to two. So that moves us to Bruni eleven. Colin seven. Wow. Get the trimmers ready. That's this is gonna be a tough deficit to overcome. Are you ready to show up everybody how long your hair is? Turn around. It's, it's pretty long. Or I can just take my hat off. Yeah. Or take your yeah. It's really long. Yeah, I know we need to see the back. Right. We can't see it. Yeah. I don't know. You can't really see it's dark, but you get you get the picture. <sighs> Buzzed Colin is gonna be back. Just wait. Can't wait. Just wait. Can't wait. Okay. That's that hurts. Uh, also, I want to point out UAB kind of gave Tulsa a game, or Tulane. Sorry, Tulane. Tulane. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they did. were up at half. They did. They did. Okay. Um, real quick before we continue, mm-hmm. I do want to give a shout out to Homefield because we haven't given a shout out to Homefield in a while. I mean, we do it every podcast, but no, but we do it at the end, like half ass. You know, we just throw it in. Like, eh, nah, nah. No, I want to take some time real quick. Yeah, and say. Check out Home Field. Mm-hmm. Check out the shirts. Check out the apparel. We have um, a 15% off code for you. And code M Green. You can get, I mean, it's basketball season right here. You see me. You see me wearing the basketball shirt, Colin. That's a good point. That is, I mean, Beautiful I'm wearing shirt. a basketball shirt, but it's not the basketball shirt. Beautiful shirt. Um, so check out Home Field. I believe six, seven, eight shirts, somewhere in that range. A lot of them. A, a lot of shirts, a lot of different options there with scrappy. It's getting on chilly. Them. There's gonna be there's gonna be hoodies in there too. Yes, hoodies, all that stuff. So check that out. Use code M Green for fifteen percent off your first order, ten percent every subsequent order. Um, we 
we really appreciate it. That's one way you can um, support us and support Homefield and also to get a nice shirt. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm, a win, win, win for everybody. So there you go. There's Homefield. All right. Uh, well, let's end the podcast looking ahead slash looking big picture here. Okay. Um, we're going to have, we're going to talk kind of AAC more on the preview podcast for this week. Yeah. But just in general, how are we feeling? It's two and two through non-conference. Obviously, the loss to FIU is the the disappointing one. But outside of that, I mean, I think things have kind of gone according to plan with Chandler Rogers at quarterback. I agree. However, I feel like the AAC has shown us that they are um, more stout than I thought they'd be. I mean, UAB giving Tulane a game. I don't think we would have predicted that after the way we saw them um, before. Uh, Tulane being so good, Memphis being a lot better than we thought. I mean, yeah, UTSA is down, but you know, Tulsa giving a beating on. Uh, yeah, like who's worse like, than what we thought going into the year? Maybe Temple, Temple maybe Temple, UTSA. UTSA. Um, I think Navy's about as good as we thought they were going to be. I mean, if we're just talking on our schedule, if we're talking big, everybody, Rice is better than what I, th- I thought they were going to be. Rice Tulsa is better than what I yep, thought they were. USF, be. USF's better than I thought they were going to be. Like UAB is probably. Even though they're not, they're one and four overall. Like I think they were at least competitive in some games. So I thought they were going to be god awful. So um, looking at it again, UTSA, Temple, UAB, Navy are four games. I'm like, okay, those are winnable games. Tulsa is playing its butt off right now, so I don't yeah. know. And it's a way game. That's a, and it's on the road, and it's at the end of the year, so that will have serious implications. Yeah. Just gut feeling right now, Colin. Can they get to four wins? Can they get to four and four? See, that's like, <laughs> there's not, to me, like I look at the schedule, there's not a gimme game now, whereas I thought UAB was. And I thought that like a Tulsa might be something like that. Whereas now it's like, okay, they'll probably hopefully beat UAB. But outside of that, UAB and Temple. Right. Temple. And Temple throws the ball a lot. Doesn't seem yeah. like very good just looking at their quarterback stats, but they throw a lot. And I don't know, man. It's just it's hard to gauge these teams right now. I mean, I think we'll know more after Temple plays uh plays another conference opponent. Um, like if Tulsa was like when they play UTSA, then I think we'll know better. Who does um, Temple play next week? UTSA next week. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, then we'll get a better idea because I don't I don't think either of us know really know what Tulsa is. Um because they only put 22 up on Northern Illinois then put 48 up on Temple. So like, yeah, I'm just thinking of ways like, I don't know how to feel about this North Texas team right now. Is that, that's another thing too, is we don't know. Like they very well, North Texas could very well go to Navy next week and get 40 dropped on it. But and still lose, win. like 42 or, or win. Yeah, I mean they could win, but I'm just saying they could get they could lose like 42 to 38 next yeah. week. And I wouldn't be shocked. And then we're looking at like, all right, well, damn. But I think if they split the first two, like let's say lose Navy, beat Temple, I think there is still a path to like you can win three more games throughout the rest of the year. You think they can the, win three more games after Temple? That's the question, is I'm trying to figure out with a defense like this. If that's possible. See, I can't, I can't see that. 
Because yeah, you're, sure. you're banking on Tulsa and UAB being wins, and then you're looking at trying to pick up against Memphis, UTSA, SMU, or Tulane. Mm. Banking on – yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Like, you have to – one of those have well, to be Well, this is what we said. This is what we said coming into the year, Colin, was we we predicted – and I think both, both of us had, like, UTSA as the one, or I think I had UTSA Memphis. But, like, regardless, we said there's going to be – they're going to get a win this year that they are not supposed to get. Right. And we weren't talking about LaTeX. Correct. So, in theory, I think that's actually still on the table. When you have a quarterback of this caliber, I think this offense can put up 30-plus getting off the bus against the American. Like, besides, yeah. like, maybe Temple. But, like, like I'm not scared of – and SMU. Sorry, I think SMU is really good, too. So, it's like, I'm not – You mean you meant Tulane, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, what I say? You said Temple. I'm sorry. Tulane and SMU, I think, are still the best two teams on North Texas schedule. Yeah. Everybody else here, Memphis is good, sure, yes. But everybody else here, I think they still have a puncher's chance. And, you know, Memphis, UTSA, God, if they can beat UTSA, which does not seem far-fetched right now. Yeah. They beat UTSA. It's at home too, right? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure because two years yes. ago was the upset win. Yes. Yeah, yep. So, I'm just saying, give me wins. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. If you split these next two games, you have Tulane away, SMU away, and Tulsa away. I'm counting those three as losses right now. Honestly, I think Tulsa's way better. So then, if you want them to get three more wins, it needs to be UAB, which I'm hoping happens. UAB, UTSA, Memphis, or Tulane. So you take Tulane out of it. You have to beat Memphis. UAB, UTSA, and Memphis. Memphis. That's that's not. And UAB is not a gimme right and now. And if that happens, Colin. And if, if that, that happens, happens Colin, it's successful. And I think and I think it looks better in hindsight. Oh, it would be a very successful year. Well, I, I think might because well, I think preseason we thought the teams were worse, right? We're used to the bottom half of the conference yeah. being worse. Whereas now it's like, hey, if Tulsa is as good as it looks right now, boom, great. Yeah. Memphis. Being really good, great. UAB kind of actually being something this year, yeah, also great. And if they do that, if they do everything I just said, then it pretty much will align with our my seven and five prediction, except with the loss to FIU instead of a win. So it would align with my six and six prediction. Yeah, except you had FIU as a win and Memphis as a loss. I think so. Yes, you just I had, this, I had the structure. That Regardless, loss. look, most likely outcome for this team right now. Five and seven, so three, three and five in conference. Probably, probably. I don't know. It seems it's just hard to look at because I don't think they're favored in any of these games right now. Still, they're probably favored against UAB at home. Maybe a Temple line will be interesting. It'll depend on if they beat Navy or not. Yes, Navy's going to be the. I mean, it's hard, but it's also annoying because. It's hard to benchmark a team that runs the triple option. Yeah, you're not like how much are we really gonna learn? Like again, North Texas could lose that game forty two to something and then go beat Temple by twenty points. And right. I wouldn't be surprised. And then I'm yeah. like, okay, what are we doing here? Then we go to the stretch of death and you're like, Can I get one of these games? Mm-hmm. And you kinda go from there. So it's the the American, like you said, it's complicated because A, we've never seen these teams before, and B it, they look a lot better than what. Yeah, we're so we're, we're used so to. used to being able to walk over three teams. What was every the year? Charlotte SMU score? It was seventeen to three at halftime, I believe. Uh, let's see. It was. 
34-16. Like Charlotte's over here only losing by 18 to SMU. Yeah. Yep. That's what that's all I'm saying. That's true. That's, that's true. All I'm okay. Anything else? No. Let's wrap it up. I'm tired. It's midnight. Um, thank you all for joining us. 28 minute podcast reaction podcast. Mm. Uh, we will be back on Thursday to preview Navy and preview the American. Uh, hoping to have a guest on there, uh, but we will keep you all updated. Thank you all for the support. Check out Home Field Apparel if you haven't already. And yeah, Colin, play the music. I, I have no control over that. <laughs> Which one was it? Dance Pop? I don't. I thought you had a different one. Wasn't it like the smooth jazz one where did the late night? This is so stupid. You hear it. I like how it starts coming in slowly. Mm. I wish I could uh, fast forward to the, the, the beat drop part. Well, this is an intro music, clearly. All right, everybody. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back later in the week. Y'all be mm. safe. Take it easy. Mm. Um, it's October. So get your get your leaf blowers out. Yeah. Get your Halloween decorations out. It was Start like 90 candy. today in Texas. So Start hoarding candy <laughs> for the children in your neighborhood. For Colin Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni. We will talk to you all later.